0: Hey, lovely freaks, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down the description box and you'll see a link that will take you to our link tree. And that will give you access to our social media like Twitter, Instagram, and all that jazz. And all that jazz. Yeah. put some soul in that one. You did. (laughs) So, obviously, you can tell we're not on camera. And that's because we both are just not feeling it. Um, We're Mm. kind of... I've had midterms, so my brain... I don't want to look happy. I might sound happy. (laughs) But, But, um, yeah. And I'm feeling under the weather. So, I'm not wanting to wear makeup right now. So, anyways. But, um, we... We'll probably maybe hopefully we'll do it again next weekend. But anyways, that's pretty much all I have to say. I don't have any new updates. So without further ado, we're gonna talk about today's case. Um, this one's coming from Germany, which I know. I know we have some listeners from Germany um, because there is one person in particular that um, my husband on his Twitch. This Mm -hmm. girl, she's from Germany And she's like, oh I listened to your podcast And I was like, oh yay, thanks Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah And then I know we have other listeners from Germany as well So if you guys know who the serial killer is Let us know Or know of him, not know who he is Because this happened way back in the day Um, But he's one of the Most prolific serial killers Along with uh, Peter What is his last name? The Vampire of Dusseldorf We've done that one before I remember that catamount, but I don't remember. Peter. Something. Something. like a German last name. Yeah. So, Fritz Harmon. He was born October 25th, 1879, in Hanover, Germany. After his murders, he was also known as the Butcher of Hanover, the Vampire of Hanover, and the Wolfman. Because. Well, his murders basically had to do with mutilation, dismemberment, sexual assault, and, um, like, strangulation and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the bodies were found later on, so, but, uh, some people, there was rumors that he would drink the blood. So that's how he got the name Vampire of Hanover. Germany always be drinking the blood. But but he never admitted to that, so, I, I don't know. Um... So, he killed over 25-plus young men and boys in 1918 to 1924. So, not a long span of a criminal record, but he did definitely have one. Um, So, we're going to kind of talk about his childhood, obviously. That's where we always start and then go on from there. So, Fritz's childhood, his father named Ollie and his mother was named Joanna. His mother was kind of a sickly woman. And she would encourage him to play with his sisters. He was the youngest of all of them. And so I think his mother and father got married when she was like in her 40s. And he they were like seven years apart. And mm-hmm. she was in her 40s. So she had him pretty late in life. And um, so she just was kind of a sickly woman, I guess. It never really explained what she was sick with. But... He, she would encourage him to play with his sisters more often than doing boys' activities, I guess, because she didn't want him getting hurt. She coddled him really a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, he would do that. And then, he also had a really close relationship with his mom. Obviously, she spoiled him because he was the baby of the family. And so, he kind of was feminine. He was a feminine boy because he played with dolls. He dressed mm. in girls' clothes, you know, because he only had s- his sisters that he was playing with. Um, now, that's not to say that if he would have played with boys' toys, he would have not turned out to be feminine. So I, I is don't know. He, uh, is he... <laughs> He's homosexual. Homosexual? Yeah. okay. So, um, his like I said, his mother was older than his father, and it's said that she... Maybe they got married because she had a dowry, which I don't really understand that because I couldn't find anything out about whether or not she was from a wealthy family. I guess she was, but they weren't wealthy. Like, they were... His his parents were poor, so whatever. His father was a short... Short. Short. Short-tempered man and argumentative. He later started having affairs and eventually contracted syphilis and eventually later on died from that. Early on in school... Fritz's teachers would say that he was very spooled and coddled, like I said, and he would daydream often in class, which led to his performance in school being below average. Probably just had ADHD, but whatever. He had to repeat um, two years in school, which made him like really far behind. It also said that in one thing I was reading that he got molested by a teacher when he was eight, but I couldn't find anything else about that in any other article, so I don't, I don't really know. I think he denied it, though. Um, like, later on in life, like he denied being molested. Uh, like, okay. Fritz the denied being molested. probably came out I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, Fritz dropped out of school with the permission of his parents on April 4th, uh, 1895. It's always the 18s for me. They get me <laughs> every time. I always want to say 19s. Mm-hmm. Um, he was 16 when he dropped out, and then he went to Military Academy. He did, where, he did very well in military life. They always do. Yeah, and he was becoming a good soldier and trainee, but in October of that year, so only like five months after he joined um, the military academy, he got diagnosed with epilepsy and was discharged from service. So at 16, he committed his first sexual offense on a young boy. He lured several young boys um, over a period of time, but he lured them to an alley and he would, or like an abandoned place, and he would do, uh, sexually abuse them. He got arrested for this in July of 1896. After more offensive um, offenses, the Division of Crime Matters decided to put him in a mental institution in February of 1897. He was evaluated by a psychologist after this, and they found that he had an incurable deranged wait. He was incur- he they found him to be incurably deranged mm-hmm. and unfit to stand trial for the sexual assaults that he had committed. I don't know. That was a weird one to me. I was like, Well, you have to be somewhat deranged to molest children, but I mean, <laughs> what? I don't understand why. He might stand have trial. like pretended or I don't know. This whole case... Back then they weren't that great in psychology. Well, this whole case gives me very much like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer mixed with Ed Kemper vibes. And uh, you'll see why in a little while. Mm -hmm. So, seven months after being in the mental institution, he actually escaped. Some say that he had helped... That his mother had helped him escape. And he fled to um, Switzerland. Mm -hmm. Hold on. My... Oh no, <laughs> I just went too far. I accidentally Mouse. rolled on my notes. Um, so anyways, he yeah, he went to Switzerland and he lived with a relative of his mom's. And he started working um, as like a ship hand or something like that. Shipyard on a shipyard. Um, but he eventually returned to Hanover after laying low for like a year and a half, two years, something like that. He did get married when he returned back to Germany, um, to a woman named Erna Lorette. And also Erna became pregnant with their, his first child, but he quickly abandoned them to join the military. Well, not really join the military. He was like drafted into the military. Um, so yeah, he later referred to this time in the military, like being drafted as the happiest time of his life. A year later, um, after being in service and doing really well, he collapsed during an exercise and was deemed unstable for service. So, probably, they probably found out about his epilepsy or something Mm -hmm. like that. Because if he's drafted, they're not really going to give a shit, um, you know, at the moment. But... Yeah. So, he was sent back to his family, to his mom and dad. They were still together at this time. Um and so him and his dad fought a lot his dad even tried to have him committed to an to a, um, insane asylum but the town doctor regarded Fritz as morally inferior meaning like nothing was wrong with him he was fine and so he just went on about his life and he eventually like moved into an apartment So, after he moved into an apartment, moved out on his own and everything, he started to do multiple burglaries, scams, um, which landed him in jail, like, over time and time again. In 1914, he was sentenced to five years in jail for theft. And he was in and out of prison and jail um, for, like, a decade, basically, for ten years. He was still committing sexual assaults all during this time, but nobody really knew about it because it was kind of under the radar and the only thing he was getting... um, sent to jail for was the theft and burglary Mm -hmm. and all that burglary burglary i'll get it (laughs) Mm -hmm. um that's like a adeline earlier adeline one of her (laughs) i'm gonna try to say it one of her um vocabulary words is oh god rule rule no not royal like rule okay like a royal royal community okay
1: I can't roll say that community.
0: Word roll, it's whatever, fuck it. Um, anyways, his sexual urges though were also there, um, you know, during this whole entire time. He basically was a sexual sadist. I mean, obviously. Yeah. And uh, then later on it evolves into murder. So even though he was committing all these crimes, believe it or not, the police decided to use him as an informant, which he loved because he could get the attention of them and on these other people and get the attention of his crimes like off of him like i said it gives me very much like ed camper vibes he also was super good friends with different dirty cops um so you know yeah also during this time um his crime like crime in this area was an all-time high i mean people were so poor that they were money in germany basically had no value because of the war so this, you have to remember, this is like at the end of World War I, at the beginning of the German Revolution, this is way before Hitler, but still, like, it, people were so poor and the, the value of their money had, like, no value. They were basically mm-hmm. burning it to stay alive, like, mm-hmm. in the streets. Mm-hmm. It just, fuck it, doesn't matter, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, we'll be there one day in the U.S. Yes, literally. Um, <laughs> Next year? <laughs> Couple of months. <laughs> Couple of months. January? Yeah, (laughs) sounds alright. So, anywho, this brings us to May 17th, 1924. So, we're going to kind of skip ahead, but then we're going to go backwards. So, some kids came across a head in a lake. And this was actually one of Fritz's victims at the time. No one knew that. So keep that in mind. And over the course of the next couple of months, many skulls and various body parts started washing up all over Hanover. In Hanover between 1918 and 1924, a large number of boys between 14 and 18 were going missing. Also close to those months, they are close to the month they arrested Fritz they uh, there was like hundreds of body parts that came I don't know if they necessarily washed up or maybe like the ground got so saturated that they kind of started coming up but there was like tons of body parts that they found in like this field basically hmm. and this was before he got arrested but um, yeah so it was weird so now we're going to jump back so let's talk about his first murders. Fritz would hunt his victims at the Hanover train station. He would actually lure most of his victims from the train station, promising them a place to stay, money, food, etc., back to his apartment. Very Jeffrey Dahmer yeah, that's of him. What that's well, that's what I guess Jeffrey Dahmer was Fritz, very Fritz of him. I guess that's yeah, what you say. Honestly, yeah. Cuz this was way before that. Um so, he when, once he got them back to his apartment, he would rape them and kill them. Sometimes he would do it um, like strangulation. But one of the things that Fritz said that he loved to do was rip out their Adam's apple with his teeth. Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, apparently you can. Um, which, that makes my throat hurt. Yeah. I don't have an Adam's apple, <laughs> yeah, I but I can just imagine. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically he would... Like, have sex with them. And then, as he was climaxing, he would, like, bend down and rip their Adam's Adam's apple Apple. out. Mm -hmm. So, these boys, unfortunately, would die pretty horrifically. Either by suffocation, because he's ripped out their Adam's apple. Or bleed to death. And choke on their own blood. He also would get sexual sexual gratification out of the strangulation as well. (laughs) And then climax that way as, as, you know... Um, so definitely a sexual sadist. September twenty fifth, nineteen eighteen, Fritz met seventeen year old Freddle Ruth. I'm gonna try to get all these words all these people's names right. His friends told his parents that the last time anyone had seen him, he was with a man named Detective Harmon. Later his parents told police that, you know, this was a man that he was with before he disappeared, mm-hmm. and they immediately knew who they were talking about they were like oh that's you know that's fritz you know because he didn't even use like a fake name he thought he was he basically thought he was a police officer or some sort of detective because he was best friends with the police so he would walk around saying he was like detective so-and-so or just to, like detective harman mm-hmm. Very and awesome. so yeah and so they the parents told the police this. However, it's almost like they didn't want to arrest him or go check his apartment because they were his informant. I mean, he was their informant. Mm-hmm. So, they were like, nah, it's fine. It's, they, yeah. He was probably just talking to him. Let him. He probably like walked Ed. off. Yeah. No, er, and Jeffrey. <laughs> well, <laughs> as far as, like, you know, the police not wanting to do their job. But mm-hmm. they were pressured so much by the family that they finally said, forget it. So, they went and they raided Fritz's Apartments. When they found him, he was in the middle of raping a 13-year-old boy. Wow. Not, ro- not uh, the 17-year-old Ruth or Ruth that had uh, vanished, but another boy. <laughs> Unfortunately, after arresting him, they did not search his apartment, which according to Fritz, later on, um, after he got caught, he said, if they would have searched my apartment, they would have found Frettles... Freddle's, f- Freddle- I'm going to say Freddle's head wrapped in newspaper behind my stove. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck? The police not doing their job... Um... It happened all the way from the 1800s. Yeah. No lie. So, the police not doing their job led him to get away, basically, with this murder. Fritz was sentenced to nine years in jail. However, he didn't have to serve it right then. They told him that he could serve it a year later. Which... I don't know what that means. Um, I guess it's because they were going through a lot. Poverty, war, all that was going on. So maybe they were just like, we, like don't <laughs> yeah, we don't Whenever have time for this. Yeah, we don't have time for this. ready, come and get arrested. Next year, you can come back and then you can serve your sentence. So whatever, I don't know. Um, so October of that year, he meets 18-year-old Hans Granz. I like saying that name. He was a runaway from Berlin and Hans knew that Fritz was a homosexual and approached him by like saying, Hey, you wanna have sex and you can or I'll have sex with you and you can give me money. Is he still married? No, no. Oh, okay. He abandoned his oh, wife and that's child, right. remember? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. So I was thinking, damn, he's doing all this and <laughs> no. So Hans was like, Yeah, if you want to um you know I'll have sex with you, and you give me money. Which is a really odd thing. Like, why would... Whatever. Um, He was just the other way around. Yeah. Like, Fritz would be like, I'll give you money if you have sex with me. Yeah. But anyways, so they eventually ended up falling for one another and moved in together. Keep in mind, Fritz at this time is 40. um, And so the two were, like, had a really big age gap. (laughs) 18 Mm -hmm. and 40. But... Fritz said he viewed Hans as, quote, like a son, which is weird because you're weird. fucking him. Yeah, but okay. Um, they would actually fight on and off, and like, you know, he would get kicked out, he'd come back, blah blah blah, whatever. So Fritz went to prison finally in 1920. After a year, he was like, I'm coming, <laughs> I'm serve my nine months. Mm-hmm. And after he got released in 1921. Him and Hans moved in together in a different location, so a different apartment. He moved in like three different apartments during this time. So on February twelfth, nineteen twenty-three, he committed what wa- what most people believe was his second murder, and this was a seventeen-year-old named Fritz. His name was Fritz. Frit- God. <laughs> Fritz. God. Fritz Frank. Yeah. He was a pianist, and the, he met them at a train station. So, actually, when he was um, at the train station, when we're going to call this boy Frank, okay? Because okay. they're both named Fritz, so that's going to be really hard. So, when Fritz and Hans were at the train station, they actually had two other women with them. And they were, like, prostitutes that would come and, like, clean the apartment and hang out with them sometimes. One of them, I think, eventually started dating Hans, so, mm-hmm. it was a whole mess of the situation. But, anyhow, he introduced Hans to Frankie and he was like, hey, this is my boyfriend and you want to come over and we'll all party and hang out, blah, 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 blah. So, they did that. They went to his apartment, hung out. And one of the women told police, like, later on after he got arrested for all this, um, she said, he whispered in my ear that night, quote, hey, he's going to be trapped one trampled one day talking about the boy that they Mm -hmm. had just lured to the house Mm -hmm. and she didn't think anything of it she thought it was some sexual thing like okay you're gonna trample him all right (laughs) um (laughs) but you know later on she was like oh i get what that means Mm -hmm. so after that night ended the woman the two women left and hans left with the other woman so i guess they were going to do the deed whatever the next morning one of the women came back the one that he actually um whispered in her ear she came back and she was gonna clean the apartment because that's something that she did for money and she was like hey um where is frankie fritz frankie you know where's the boy and he was like oh he's on the bed and she saw him on the bed he was really pale and wasn't moving but she thought he was just asleep and that's exactly what fritz told her he's she he said come back later he's asleep um you know just Shh, be quiet yeah. and go dead <laughs> yes that. he was dead so they actually searched Fritz's apartment later on um like after a few days after this because they thought that the 14 year old boy leaving like he did was weird hans did sorry i was gonna clarify that hans and his quote-unquote girlfriend Whatever. Um, They searched the apartment because they were like, that's weird that he left like that. Like, it's really odd. Mm -hmm. When they searched the apartment, when Fritz was gone, they found a wallet that was this kid Frankie's. And they found a bloody apron and a pot of meat that was left under the stairs. Don't know why that was left there. The meat actually was covered in hair. They actually took this meat, covered in what looked like human hair, to a police officer and they were like, "Hey, so here's the situation." And the police officer just said, "Oh, it's nothing. It's probably just pig skin." Cuz you know, what? pigs are hairy as fuck. <gasps> <I don't know. laughs> oh my god. So whatever. Um so he brushed it off and they went on about their business. Mm. So March 20th, only 5 weeks after he had murdered um Frank the Fritz Frank. He met 17-year-old willem schutzl wait where schutz schutz that's what it is say it one more time no i'm Schurz. just kidding <laughs> <laughs> at the train station i just realized we said it like five times in a row <laughs> um his remains were found uh but later after fritz was arrested his landlady wait his remains were never found But later, after Fritz was arrested, his landlady actually had some of the boy's clothes in her possession, not knowing that it was the boy um, that he had murdered. So, in the apartment he got with Hans, he killed two more boys, 16-year-old Roland Hutch, (coughs) excuse me, and 19-year-old Hans Sonofold? Sonofold? Wait, where? Before he left that apartment in June of 1923. Um, I wasn't laughing at that. I was laughing at the, <laughs> Yeah. You were like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to try. <laughs> but I have dyslexia, so I can't names, read. So I'm over here like, oh. That, it's not always the first names. It's them last names that give me, man. Mm-hmm. Those German last names. So many people remember seeing Fritz with a 19-year-old boy that had a yellow jacket weeks after he went missing. hmm um, I mean, be- weeks before he went missing. And he doesn't do a very good job of, like, hiding, like, the possessions that he gets from these people. Um, so, they were like, hey, that jacket that Fritz is wearing was on a kid, a 16-year-old kid, that um, we saw him with, like, a week ago. Now we can't find the kid, but he's wearing that jacket. And, of course, the police just were like, nah. <laughs> Everything's fine. Go back home. Well, he also and I'll probably mention this again later cuz I know it's in the notes. But he also like did trade and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I think they thought I mean, they he were was kind a of part stupid. Of the police? No, I mean like he did like uh oh, underground and they were like underground dirty trading and stuff. Cops? Yeah. Uh, so, I think maybe they thought okay, well maybe he was just trading like clothes mm-hmm. with somebody or something. I don't know, it was weird. So, eventually, him and Hans moved into a single-room attic apartment. Two weeks after they moved um, into this place, 13-year-old Ernest Ehrenberg, who was his neighbor's son, went missing after he was supposed to go run some errands for his father. The police later, after Fritz was arrested, found the boy's hat and braces. Um... And tied him to a part of that murder as well. Mm-hmm. August 24th. We don't know how he killed all these vi- Let me just say that. Because I know you're probably like, well, wait a minute. How did these people die? So, we don't really know how they died. Because he does eventually confess. But he doesn't get into tell detail. each detail of the murder. Mm-hmm. He just tells what he did to all of them, basically. So, mm-hmm. we'll get to that part. But I'm just kind of going through some of the victims, I can't get to all of them because there's like 20, there's almost like 27 plus. I mean by the end of it they think that there might be like 50 or 70 they're not really sure. So, August 24th to September, Fritz murdered three more boys during this time. Their clothes were found in his apartment when he was arrested. In October he murdered three more around the ages of 13 to 16. On November 10th, 1923 17 year old Adolf Hannibal disappeared from Hanover Station. Sorry I said it that way, but I was like, I know this word. (laughs) (laughs) Hanover. (laughs) Fritz went on to kill 13 more boys during this time. So, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And he would get them, like I said, always from the the train station. He just kind of, that was his hunting ground. Finally, his murdering terror ended on june 14th 1924 so he killed like i said 24 plus boys also i want to mention if you didn't already realize this by now fritz kept trophies of his victims items such as the boy that was wearing like the um braces and the hat and clothes and he would also give his police buddies some of these objects not the braces obviously but like one of his police friends he gave a hat to that was one of his victims um another like he gave uh a jacket I think or something like that and then he would walk around with these victims clothes on which sounds like how the hell would all these people know but I'm assuming like maybe some of these parents or people that were acquaintances of them knew, like, his mom made him that hat or such and such. Because yeah. people were like, hey, that's so-and-so's jacket. He's missing, but he has it. You know what I mean? And the yeah, police still were just he's like... He's very cocky. Eh, fuck it. <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, obviously so, because the police are not doing anything about it. And they yeah. always do that. Yeah, so he thinks, like, I'm invincible. So on June 14th, 1924, like I said, that was his last victim. 17-year-old Eric D. Vierce. Now, I don't know if I remember I said that his, like, I told you that his victims started turning up on May 17th of that year all over the city, and there was all different kinds of remains and everything, so they were already investigating murders. They didn't realize it was Fritz at the time, which, I don't fucking understand. Why not? But whatever. They didn't realize it was him, so whilst every, all these body parts are showing up and, uh... No one's investigating him. He's just like, I'm going to keep murdering. So, that's what he does. Till June. Mm-hmm. So, they find the body parts in May and he still murders till June. So, Eric. Eric. um, <laughs> Encounters Fritz again at the fr- at the tr- train station. Not the frame station. And he lures him back to his apartment. He dismembers his body and would later th- be found in a lake. Fritz actually admitted to taking several trips out to the lake. To dispose of his body's parts, shall I say. Eventually, after this, the police finally look into Fritz. And, which, you know, it's about damn time. Because during this whole time, like I said, he's been picking up these men at the train station. And people have been like, oh yeah, I saw that guy talking to that kid. Then I didn't see the kid anymore after they left. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't (laughs) understand. Like, there could have been so many. He killed almost... 27 plus people, but also maybe, like, 50 to 70 boys. And you mm. guys just let it fucking happen. Whatever. So, um, I guess eventually they decided, okay, we can't ignore this anymore. Like, there's bodies turning up. We gotta do something. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't just disappear. I, and also, maybe they thought, since they knew that he was shady and they knew he was a criminal, and there was, like, black market... Still, uh, just like now, children being sold in the black market yeah. for like, you know, sex slaves and stuff like that. So stuff, maybe yeah. they thought, well, he's our informant. We can't like, we got to get these other big guys. So maybe he's just selling them on the black market. Which still, fuck that. <laughs> what? The, yeah. I mean, it's not that serious. I don't. Who was he informing you about? It wasn't Hitler. He wasn't around yet. Um. Well, he was alive, but he wasn't. You know. He wouldn't be in Hitler at the moment. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I don't know. It's whatever. So, on the night, um, oh, let me back up. So, they started doing surveillance of him. And they actually got other officers from Berlin because they knew, like, we can't follow him because he's going to know we're following us. He knows everybody in the police department. So, we got to get, like, officers from out of town that he doesn't know about. So, that's what they do. So, on the night of June 22nd, Fritz was being seen by two undercover cops arguing with a 15-year-old boy. This 15-year-old boy's name was Carl Fromm, Fromm, and Fritz approached police officers that he knew, and he was like, hey, you need to arrest him because he doesn't have the right traveling papers coming into the um, train station. They were like, okay. So, I think they also had been talking to the undercover cops, too, that were standing by, and they were like, just arrest him, and we need to ask him questions. So, that's what they did. They arrested the boy. Took him down to the station and they were like, okay, now that you're in a private area, what's going on? He said he had been held captive by Fritz for four days and raped and held at knife point. Fritz was arrested the following morning after this sexual assault. Fortunately, not unfortunately, but fortunately, they finally decided, okay, we're going to search his property. I no shit. They found bloodstains all over the floors, clothes that belonged to the victims of the missing boys, and personal possessions as well. Fritz said that most of the items he got through his trade work, which I knew, he, you know, you probably knew he was going to say that. He also said that some of the boys that came over to his house were actually prostitutes and they were there for sexual purposes. And the blood on the floor, well, he attributed that to, um, he was just butchering animals for the black market meat trade. Okay. 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 On your floor. <laughs> you got to take a countertop. I don't think they had DNA yet. Mm -mm, Not until late. So they um, eventually talked to many of the people that lived around him for all these different years in the different apartment complexes. And they would say, yeah, we saw tons of young men going in and out of his place all the time. Some of them we never saw after they went in. And he said that, a bunch of people said that he was also carrying black... Bags, Not trash bags, but they were, like, black um, cloth yeah. bags. And he would carry them out of his place, and he would be, like, struggling. And mm-hmm. he would go do something with them. We don't know. We never came back with them. They unfortunately needed a confession, though, because all this evidence was not concrete enough. So, which they finally got on June 29th, because his sister actually um, kind of coerced him into... Confessing and the later on, you find out that the police pretty much, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tortured him into confessing, but don't get it twisted like, he didn't confess just because he didn't want to get tortured anymore. He really did do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they like gave him laxatives in his drink. I don't really know what why that's torture, but. I guess because if you can't go to the bathroom (laughs) anymore, I guess it would be. But, um, and they deprived him of sleep and did some other things and we'll get to that. So, they, um, got their confession that they wanted. Fritz finally told police that he didn't mean to kill anyone. He just wanted to have sex with these boys, but, like, meaning, like, he wanted to have, like, aggressive sex because he was a sexual sadist. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what that was at the time, but... We know that that's what he was. But once he started raping these boys, he actually got the urge to kill and strangle them. And then came the ripping out of the Adam's apple. So, you know. I think he probably did want to do that. You just maybe didn't realize it at the time. He said the dismemberment, though, was the worst part. And he hated it the most. Um, This is going to get really graphic, so you've been warned... He would say to get ready for the dismemberment, he would actually pour himself a strong black cup of coffee. Then place the bodies on the floor, cover their faces with a cloth and get to work. He would remove the intestines first and put them in a bucket. He also said that he would um take a large towels to like mm-hmm. soak up the blood in their in their cavity, their body cavity to like put it down in there, soak the blood up, mm-hmm. throw it in the bucket, blah blah blah. This this dude's got a big bucket, because he puts a lot of stuff in there. I don't know what kind of bucket it is. He would then make three cuts into the victim's ribs and shoulders to remove their organs, to, like, crack the ribs and remove their organs, but then, and put them in the same bucket, and then he would remove the limbs. He said that the flesh he would dispose of in the toilet, after he cut the flesh off their body, or in a nearby river. He said that this actually took him hours and hours to do. And the fact that he said it was the worst part to him makes it hard to believe. Because if this was the worst part, you wouldn't be this meticulous about getting everything out. You would just, like, cut it up real quick, get it out of there. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Some people think that he actually was selling the organs on the black market because of how he would do it so clean Mm -hmm. and everything. Makes sense. Yeah. He would also break the bones with a hammer... And if we learned anything from that Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. thing, it was that it was not easy. Um, and even Jeffrey Dahmer's like, this is not easy. So he had to have been like doing this for hours to, you know. But he hated it so much. Um, mm-hmm. After I this, don't, co- that doesn't make sense. Yeah. After this confession, he seemed very eager to help the police find the rest of the remains and like the victims and everything. Um, basically, it was kind of like I guess. He had a weight lifted off of his shoulders, and he was like, okay, well, now that that's over with, let me show you guys where I buried them, you know? <laughs> All right, dude, fuck you. Yeah, i a douche. His trial started December 4th, 1924. He was charged with the murder of 27 young men slash boys, because some of them were younger than 18, 17. Um, and like I said, he actually confessed to 50 to 70 of murders, but they could never find the remains or anything like that. Fritz even told police that he didn't work alone, that Hans Granz knew about the murders. He was sentenced to death, Hans was, and found guilty of inciting to murder. That's one that's one I've not heard before. Um, which Exciting basically to inciting to murder which basically they thought what was going on and I think this is kind of what Fritz told them like he was um helping him lure boys to his apartment oh okay. which Hans was like uh, no 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 not no what no, I was not fucking doing that so when they read the um verdict he like collapsed in mm-hmm. his in the courtroom and then he collapsed back in the jail cell because he's like I'm pissing up I can die for this asshole basically mm-hmm. which I would be too I'd be really pissed and also Which, I guess, maybe the cop that they took the bucket of um, meat to that had the hair on it. Yeah. Because you remember, Hans took that to a cop. So, maybe that cop was dirty and didn't tell them that he did that. But, if he would have done that, like, why would he? Whatever. So, um, the trial only took about two weeks. And there were 190 witnesses that testified to seeing Fritz with all these different boys. He was found guilty and sentenced to death by beheading. They still did that. At 6 a.m. the morning of April 15th, 1925, Fritz Harman was beheaded by guillotine on the grounds of the Hanover prison. After his death, the police discovered a note that he had written and it said that Hans' involvement in the murders he had lied about. It was a note that he left, like, in his uh cell, which mm-hmm. was, you know admirable of him I guess um but although Hans they were like he was like yeah I lied about that in his letter um they they retried Hans but he still got two sentences of 12 years each what yeah so, 24 years. And, I mean, it's better than death. But, like... Oh, still... I don't know if maybe they thought, well, maybe he just said that because he was supposed to die and he wanted to, like, let his lover off. But mm-hmm. <laughs> still... I guess so. But there's, there, there's not enough evidence to hold him and just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, now, a lot of these parents, obviously, of these children, were very upset. And they basically were like, okay, these cops need to die. Like, they, they wanted them, like, beheaded and tried and all that. Um... One of the things that they were so mad about was the fact that Fritz had a criminal record and they were using him as an informant instead of doing their job. Another thing that they were mad about, unfortunately for homosexuals in this time in Germany, it was actually illegal illegal, illegal oh. to be homosexual and punishable by imprisonment. Mm. So, in their eyes... The law should have had him in prison anyways because everybody knew he was homosexual. Even the police knew. I mean, he had been arrested for, um, you know, the rape of that boy. And he only got nine months. What the fuck? So, anywho. Apparently, though, the parents were pissed off. But then, all of a sudden, they were, like, okay with everything. Because during... <laughs> this is another thing they did during Fritz's confession. Or to get him to confess. Uh, they actually beat the shit out of him, and then they crushed his balls. Yeah. Good. And the parents knew about it, and so they were like, oh, okay, well, the police are fine. I'm like, what <laughs> the <What? laughs> are No, they're just, they're just mad that they finally had to arrest this guy because body parts started showing up, and they're like, you fucking dumbass. Probably. I mean, I don't really think, some of them probably didn't care, some of them probably didn't even know, but the dirty ones, they knew, and they- yeah. we're just pissed off because they lost their informant. Because he didn't know how to hide a body. I'm just guessing that's probably what they were thinking. After his death, Fritz's head was sent to a medical professional facility to be studied. Because they needed to find out a reason why he was doing this. Of course, that never they happens. They do that. Yeah, Peter Cur- Curt... Peter Curtins. Curtins, the vampire of Düsseldorf. You remember his head is still in Ripley's Believe it or Not Museum. So... Fritz's head was kept in a tank, like a, a t- I don't know, a tank or like a big-ass jar. Um, to be Like a big pickle jar. <laughs> yeah. To be studied um, by the doctors and then by the... Um, Scientists? The interns that were coming in. But then in 2014, his head was destroyed. Doesn't really tell me how. Never told me. I didn't understand how it got destroyed, but... Um, yeah, so that is the episode, and that is the story of Hanover's butcher Fritz Harmon. Harmon, I, I hope I said that right. Harmon, I think so. So Interesting. Right. Yeah, very interesting. Um, and the the Germans actually, it's not just the Germans. There's a lot of. I would. I just want to know in the comment section, like, why you guys do this in Europe. Like, if they have a serial killer that has either dismembered somebody or cannibalism or drank their blood or whatever, they always call him like a vampire of something or like a werewolf of or something like that. So, I guess because most of the urban legends, I guess um, so, yeah, are like in that area. So, I guess they just kind of Mm -hmm. label that already. Like, Dahmer would have been probably the werewolf of. The zombie. Mi- they they did call it zomb- zombie, though. Yeah. Yeah, we they did, did. We did. Yeah. So, anyways. Hopefully, you guys found this um, interesting and informative. If you're from Germany, let us know. Drop 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 that down below in the comments. Um, mm-hmm. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram because we keep up with all of that stuff there. We have a Facebook, but I don't ever get on it. I actually got on it today, and I was like, hey everybody. We have been posting lots of episodes, but we haven't been posting them on here. I think most everybody that's on our Facebook follows us on Instagram, so it didn't really matter. Um, And I guess that's it. We will see you guys next week. Have a fantastic week. See you later. Bye. Bye!